Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is called Hylas, as retold by Lillian S. Hyde. Brought to you by Holiday Whisperers, your bespoke and personal holiday planner. Visit holidaywhisperers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free, so get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out Buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right, let's get on with the story now. So in episodes 15 and 16, we have previously learned how Jason had collected a band of heroes to recover the Golden Fleece and bring it back to Greece. Now when Jason sailed away on the famous quest of the Golden Fleece, Hercules was one of the heroes who accompanied him. At that time, Hercules took with him on the Argo a beautiful boy named Hylas who served him as page. Hercules was very fond of this boy. He dressed him in green with gold lace and kept him at his side all day long, teaching him to use the bow and arrow, to throw the discus and to do many other things that he himself had learned from his father or from the herdsmen of Mount Citrion. After the Argonauts had sailed for three days, with a fresh south wind filling their sails, they came to a small sea called the Propontis, and there, the wind failing, they drew the Argo up on the beach and went ashore. At the spot where they landed, they found salt meadows, all abloom with beautiful flowers of every color. They gathered the tall reeds and the flowering flags, flowers and all, and other marsh plants, and made comfortable beds for themselves under the cool shade of the trees, in order to get a few hours sleep, for they knew that during the heat of the day they could not make much headway in rowing. Toward night they all set about getting supper and Hylas, for his part, took a pitcher and went to draw water for Hercules. He found in a low marshy place a spring of fresh water, so large that it was like a pond. Rushes and delicate wild grasses grew all around it. Ferns leaned over the edge of the water and a kind of climbing milkweed, like a wax plant, made the air sweet with its white blossoms. It was a beautiful spring, and the water nymphs had taken it for their own. They lived down at the bottom of the spring, and used to come up and dance around these flowers by moonlight. Hylas knew nothing of the nymphs, but when he stood over the water and began to fill the pitcher, he heard a chorus of silvery voices saying, Come down, come down. The nymphs had seen him 
and they admired his beautiful face and the gold lace he wore. While he was looking into the spring and wondering what the voices were and what they could mean, two slender white hands suddenly reached up from the black water and pulled him down. When it began to grow dark and Hylas did not come back, Hercules, fearing that some mishap had fallen the boy, took his club in one hand and his bow in the other and went to look for him. As he walked inland, in the direction that Hylas had taken, he called as loud as he could, and that was very loud indeed. Hylas! Hylas! The call came echoing back from the hills. Hylas! Hylas! And that was all the answer that Hercules got, till he passed close to the nymph's spring. Then he thought he heard Hylas' own voice answering faintly, but as it seemed to come from so very, very far away, he never dreamt that his little page could be down under the black water and went on, tearing his way through the briars to no purpose. At midnight, a breeze sprang up. Then the Argonauts left their beds of rushes, hoisted the sails of the ship and made ready to go. But where was Hercules? The heroes waited for him a long time. Then saying that he was a runaway and did not mean to go with them to Colchis, they took up the anchor and went on without him. Poor Hercules roamed the hills and searched through the marshes for three days. More than once, he heard the faint voice answering his call, but he could never tell where it came from, and so made up his mind that it was his own imagination. At last, he gave up the search and went on to Colchis on his foot. Hylas, not knowing that Hercules had gone, kept on calling to his friend, Hercules, Hercules, here I am. Several peasants who passed that way heard his voice, but could not tell where it came from any more than Hercules could. Still, the voice called all night long, for many nights, Hercules, Hercules. Sometime after, one of these peasants saw a little creature, not more than an inch or two long, sitting on a reed. It was clothed in green with gold lace, just as the lost page had been. Tiny as it was, it had a voice out of all the proportion to its size. While the peasant stood looking at it, it puffed out its throat and called loudly, but all it said was, Rip, rip, rip. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios. Thank you.